0: Four weeks ago on the first Sunday of Advent, I preached a homily in which I invited all of us to consider who it was that we were going to pray for during the Advent season. That maybe someone was on our mind or on our heart and we knew that they needed prayers and during these days of Advent that we just completed our celebration of, to pray for them. I also Invited us to make a particular petition, asking God to give us some grace during the Advent season. Who and what did we pray for during these past days? But I think similarly tonight, as we gather to celebrate Christmas, that we can ask the same question again Who is it that we're going to pray for tonight? How will we pray for them? What will we pray for? How might we pray tonight, this night in which we celebrate the birth of the Lord? Maybe we look to the classic characters of the Nativity story, and maybe they teach us tonight how it is that we ought to pray. Maybe we think of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, And we contemplate, we meditate upon what it was like for her in that moment. And maybe she teaches us how to pray tonight. Perhaps as Jesus came forth from her womb, that she just simply gazed at him, adored him. Maybe she repeated the name of Jesus, the name that they were told to give to this child, the name by which we all are saved. Maybe she continually professed her love, repeating over and over again, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Maybe we think about St. Joseph. You might know this, but all throughout the scriptures, Joseph does not have a recorded phrase. The evangelists don't record anything of what he said that has led some spiritual writers and one to author a book called Joseph the Silent. And so maybe tonight, as we think of Joseph at the manger, we think of his silence, of him contemplating this great mystery of how just a few months earlier he wanted to divorce Mary quietly to send her away. But then an angel comes and tells him, you have to take her into your home. Claim her as your own, and her son as your own as well. And so, recalling those marvelous events, maybe he simply stares at the Christ child, silently contemplating that great mystery. Or maybe we think of the shepherds who receive a visit from the angel who announces news of great joy, and then they go and they find the Christ child They bend their knee, they adore him, they praise him. And then they leave glorifying God. Maybe we pray like the shepherds did that first Christmas night. Tonight, I'd encourage you maybe to pass by this manger scene and to say a little prayer. Or maybe you have a manger, a crash in your own home or in your front yard, wherever it might be. Maybe tonight, when you see that crash, how will you pray? What will you pray for? Maybe tonight, the expectant mother, who is with child, goes to the manger and sees how Christ was born, just like all of us, how he came into the world as an infant. And maybe they pause for a moment, asking God, and through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, to be granted the grace of a healthy and safe delivery. Or maybe for the couple who is unable to conceive, who has tried for years to have a child. Maybe they'll come before the manger tonight and they'll ask for that special grace that defies medical knowledge. Or maybe they pray for the grace of adoption for the sinner who struggles with whatever sin it is, a habitual sin, any sin for that matter. Maybe they come before the manger tonight and they see Jesus, who is the Savior of the world, and they say, Jesus, I know that you've come to save me from this sin, that you've come to redeem me, and I ask you tonight to set me free. Maybe the sick person goes before the manger And realizing that Jesus' story begins with the nativity, but that it continues, as we know, throughout the Gospels, and how Jesus went around and he healed so many. And maybe tonight they say, Jesus, I know you are the healer. I ask you to heal me of whatever infirmity that I might have. Or perhaps the grieving person the one who lost someone this past year, or maybe a loss that is still very close, that's years or uh, decades old, that maybe they come to the Lord in the manger of Bethlehem tonight and they ask the Lord Jesus to console them, that now Jesus, who has ascended into heaven, will embrace their loved one, that they might now enjoy and behold the vision of God face to face. Perhaps the anxious person will go to the manger and recall those words of silent night, that all is calm, all is bright. And they ask the Lord to do that for their own soul, for their heart, for their mind, to calm them. Or the depressed person goes to the manger and recalls those words of joy to the world, asking God to bring joy into their own life. Maybe that's how that person prays tonight. Or as a family, as you look at the manger here in church or at home or wherever it might be, that you ask the infant Christ to grant you happiness and health and holiness in the year to come. Or perhaps we pray to become like the shepherds, who were not afraid to share the good news of what they had seen and what they had experienced, that we might become disciples, that we might become evangelists. Tonight, on this Christmas night, we enter into our Christmas prayer. We can pray in many and varied ways. How is it that you'll pray tonight before the Christ child in the manger scene? Not only do we pray this night, but we pray every single day of our lives. And we hope that as we encounter the Christ, just as those shepherds did, that we might pray like them for the rest of our lives, giving glory and praise to God until we make our home with him forever in heaven.